0: Miller and Condon. Ken Miller, oh, mama! Trent Condon. Four. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, one hundred six point three KXNO. All right. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Tuesday. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon and Ken Miller for the next couple of hours talking sports with you. And thanks for uh, giving us some of your time here this morning. BMW Des Moines guest list shapes up like this at the bottom of the hour. North. That's where we're headed, to the Twin Cities. Dane Mazzatani covers the Vikings. We'll talk about the Minnesota Vikings, what it's going to take for them to try and dust themselves off, get back into the win column after seemingly they left one uh, getaway in Cincinnati over the weekend. So Dane Mazzatani, bottom of the hour. He is up first. Rob Doster is going to join us from the field of 68. It's about time we took a look at college basketball from a national perspective. And we'll do so with Doster at 12.05. And then back to the NFL at 12.30. Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports. He covers the league. Uh, Frank will join us at 12.30. Trent's Plays of the Day Circus Sports sponsor. Those, there is a bowl game tonight. It's not a bad bowl game either. Um, That's coming up at 8 o'clock. We'll see if that's part of the plays or not. Monday Night Football goes to the Seahawks. The Eagles uh, going the wrong way at the wrong time. Or... Will they be able to figure things out and get back? It is seemingly the Niners and then a gap, and then who in the NFC? Hello, Trent Condon. How are you? I'm doing well, Mr. Monday Night, with another hit as
1: his yep. hot streak continues. He didn't love it, but you know what? He pushed us in the right That's direction. Right. Uh, college basketball went pretty well last night, so we're on the winning side of things, chugging away and making our way through another season bowl game. Did you watch the end of that bowl game? I Speaking didn't, of and I'm pissed
0: off because I Same. forgot it was on, and I, I, I saw Twitter too late. and mm-hmm. um,
1: Yeah, I mean, Old Dominion blew it, I guess, right? Yeah, up 28 uh-huh. nothing in the uh, in the second quarter of the game. They end up losing an OT 38-35. Uh, ODU goes down to Western Kentucky, and I didn't watch a lick of it. Trent, I haven't seen a play, and I love college football. That's uh-huh. going to change tonight.
0: But it just goes to kind of show you... At least some of these bowls, maybe it's the pre Christmas ones for the most part. um you know there, there there was a lot of folks that thought that this when we went to the playoff and now with the this is the beginning of the end for the bowls system. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I want to go there yet because it's content um and I'm guessing that it won't take too much to get back into these games, but um you can bet on them, which doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I get the fact that I'm going to reserve judgment as to, is this killing the Bulls? Um, do you sense much buzz for the Iowa game? No. I don't sense the buzz that I sensed in 2017 for uh, the trip to Memphis. Maybe right. it's because yeah. of the recency factor among Cyclone fans. Um, we'll see.
1: We'll, we'll see You know what this does in the grand scheme of things. So... I've had this in my mind, and I want to go down and just, I haven't taken any notes on it, but is there a way that we can, I don't want to say fix the bowl system, because that's not what I'm going for. We just saw the success of the NBA in-season tournament, Mm -hmm. right? We know that, in the end, American sports fans, it's not soccer fans where in-season cups matter, Mm -hmm. you need to have something to play for. And the bowl trophy isn't enough anymore. Right. I agree. It doesn't move the needle. Uh-huh. It doesn't get the fans excited. Is there some kind of system that can be put in place? I, A bunch of mini tournaments. Um my I mean you you can't ask them to play more than one game. You
0: could. You could. And I wish they would. Right. But you still got that Damn, student part of the thing equation in the way, but
1: they're, they're out of class right now. At the, right now, they are. You're 100 right, and it doesn't start until at best, middle, of, middle January. of January. Here's here's my thought,
0: and I think it. Well, no, it was your thought actually, but go back to COVID, mm-hmm. and, and go back to when you were going to match up conference foes yes. of similar like record. Maybe that's what we need to. To, to hell with playing Memphis, right? For an example. Uh, play a Big 12 school that Iowa State missed on their schedule this year. God knows there's enough of them mm-hmm. uh, with, the, with the expansion of these conferences. Maybe, maybe we do with keep doing with something that we know. We know the Big 10. Mm-hmm. We know the Big 12. Maybe you play another conference opponent on a neutral field. I don't know. Something I think needs to be done. I, I, I shudder to think that as important as
1: these things were to me, I haven't watched the play, <laughs> right? Yeah, you love. College I love football. college football. I love college football, and the only college, fo- well, the most college football I watched over the weekend was the FCS playoffs. Yeah, and it wasn't close. No, Montana North Dakota State was a pretty good football game. Uh, Friday night was not a good football game, but I watched plenty of it. Did you? Yeah, was South Dakota State, and now there's a little bit of where we are. I see a lot of Iowa kids that are playing for the State. Sure, so sure, there's a little component, to th- but it's not major. And North Dakota State's uh, quarterbacks from Solon. You, know, you have those. Mm-hmm. But that's not the only reason. Mm-hmm. It's because they're playing for something. Yep. Playing for something real. And that leads me certainly to watch those games more than the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Yeah. Who gives a <laughs> crap? And what was the one yesterday? The Toasty or something? <laughs> <all>? <laughs> right. They, they had literally a piece of toast on their logo. So what is it to, is it Toasty a toaster pastry? No, it's not that. That's Pop-Tarts. That's Pop-Tarts. Right. Which has... now naming rights to two bowl games, mm-hmm. including one of them where the winning coach gets to eat the mascot that's made out of Pop-Tarts. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's where we are. Yeah. you got to be goofy. you got to be silly. Try to top the mayo on the head of the winning <laughs> right, coach. Right? Exactly. Yeah. You have that component to it. But how about this? The success that we saw of the ACC Big Ten Challenge, it worked. Yeah, It got us excited about something in December. Yeah. Mentioned the in-season tournament. What if we have a bunch of mini-tournaments? Mini tournaments, And it almost goes to your, all right, in this little four-team pod, we got two Big Ten teams, two Big 12 teams. And this other pod... That didn't qualify for the playoffs. Right, that yep. are not part of the 12-team right. playoff. Yep. And another pod here, we got ACC, SEC. And we got, oh, they all crisscross. So in we're going to determine got, the conference, the best conference that way? And right. Bragging it rights? To, it could lead to bragging rights, and we might get a rematch. We might get, it could be... Minnesota, Iowa, both of them beat their ACC team. They're in mm-hmm. an ACC pod. Mm-hmm. and they both beat their ACC team, and they play for this championship. Well, whatever you, it is,
0: here's what here's one argument that goes in the favor of this that's now flown out the window. Because in previous years, I don't forget these kids aren't getting paid. Right. You know, we can't ask, ask them to do too much. They're getting which, paid, which is laughable. Which is laughable, sure. But um, I don't know. Maybe let's throw everything out there. Right? There's the, the, no idea is is one that it should just be you know turn down automatically because it sounds you got to try something because right now what we're doing is I think and I hate to say it we're seeing the beginning of the end the playoff is going to matter mm-hmm. but it's the it's the other minor bowls the the independence bowl right <laughs> some of these bowls the bowl in godforsaken boise is that still a thing it is um, the
1: humanitarian bowl the
0: humanitarian bowl you know some of For these now other it's the ones. Potato bowl. um Maybe switch up your bowl allegiances every now and yes, then. Yes, absolutely. The, the, go, go somewhere different what? that you've never you been. Wanna, don't want to go to Florida again? I mean, it's, gotta be, it's, it's Florida. I get it. It's warm. There's something to be said for being down there sure. in January.
1: But how many times you go there? I mean, right? you saw the way that Iowa used to travel to Texas. Mm-hmm. That used to be a big mm-hmm. thing. And mm-hmm. now the Elmo Bowl is not a part of it. The Sun mm-hmm. Bowl is not a part of it. I mean, they bring 15,000 people down yeah. to El Paso. Not an easy trip. And Iowa fans would travel down there for that. That's one of the actual bulls I'm looking forward to. Really? For just <laughs> for whatever bowl. reason. Yeah. And I, it's not because of Notre Dame. Um, I think there's something that can be done to still salvage something. the bull, but have something that goes along with it. Like you said, you put those pods together, Iowa State doesn't play Arizona. All right, those two teams are going to go together to take on, I don't know, Florida and South Carolina. All right? And you almost make it a week-long event. You play those two games on a Monday, same site, and then they play again the winners. Los- on losers Saturday. are done. They're right, not they're right. not getting Yeah, another there's game. no consolation right. game. Yeah. You're flying back home. Yep. I think it's a system that again, we have to think outside the box because these things, yes, they're a television property, uh-huh. they still get ratings, yep. but they're dying on the vine. Mm-hmm. And a big component of that is obviously the travel industry. If you're going down there, you know, you know what, we get to see our team play two games maybe in five days. I know it's tough on the players, but yep they do it all the time in the NFL they certainly could do it here yeah sunday with sunday thursday i don't know it, again it was just a top of mind thing to try to salvage something or you throw in a two lane you throw in you know an smu a group of 5 that are in there i just think there can be a better way to get to this point and create some kind of excitement because there is none right now and even when we get well, we had major against major Cal against mm-hmm. texas tech yeah didn't care one iota, right? I didn't either. I was watching the NFL. Uh, what do we have coming up Saturday? Utah, Northwestern in the Vegas Bowl. Okay. Mm. I mean, I'll, Utah's mm. got like 15 opt outs. Yeah. Yeah. Northwestern wants to be. I seen, there. I've seen enough Northwestern football for the year. <laughs> yeah. We get into the. Great next... story, though. Got to give that. It's a great story. Kansas, UNLV. Mm. Virginia Tech, Tulane. Mm. North Carolina, West Virginia. Not really. A&M Oklahoma State, it just on and on and on. Where's the buzz? This could be something that creates something. And it's a trophy afterwards, it's all that, but you win this little mini tournament, does that generate more? You get more people, you're bringing four teams in opposed to two. Uh-huh. It's a week-long event. I don't know. It's thinking outside the box, but this isn't working. It isn't working for two huge college football fans.
0: I, I totally agree with you.
1: I'll also say
0: I'll also say this about um you know just going back in time uh Memphis and Iowa State play what in uh, how many days is it whatever nine days I don't even think we've talked about the game the past years be all over this even from the day that they the Monday after the Bulls were announced likewise Tennessee and Iowa the only the only buzz about this is a the new OC uh in Iowa and the opt-outs at Tennessee um it's just it, it's out of sight, out of mind kind of thing right now. Let's get Nate in here real quick, and then I do want to move on. Lots of other topics to get to, but a good one to kick things off. Hello, Nate. How are you? Hey, doing good. What's up? Uh, let's just move to sa- keep them on Saturdays. I had no idea there was a bowl game last night. Uh, it, was it was yesterday was <laughs> yesterday afternoon, yeah.
2: Uh, keep yeah, them on Saturdays. Afternoon.
0: Keep them on Saturdays. Run, run. I mean, how many bowls are there? There's like 40. 41, I, I think, them. yeah, yeah. Keep them just have two just run your Saturdays for a like a normal week. Saturday like a normal college football schedule. Have your one special, have a couple special for New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, like yep. they always do, yep. and just keep the season going. I mean, I during the college football season of Iowa, we're not pro, friends, we're programmed Saturday, yep. I'm looking for games. Yep, just keep them on Saturdays. Your, the the conference thing's a good idea, but it's going go out the window when it's just Big Ten and SEC. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, and everything else dies off. You know, They're going to be changed up around there, too. That's Armageddon, Nate, but you're, you're right. Your lesser bowls keep them earlier on Saturdays. Not crazy. Saturdays. Just extend the weeks and just keep it on Saturdays. That's not crazy. Before. That's not crazy, Nate. Thanks for the call. Thanks for listening. Happy holidays. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's not bad. Next year at this time, we'll be getting ready for the opening round of the college football playoff. It'll be it's this right. coming weekend. Is yeah, that's that right. what the the schedule looks like. So, this is what the schedule looked like in 2024. I just had it here a moment ago. Let me pull it back up. God, great. I got a huge smile on my face. Uh-huh. <laughs> 12-team uh huh. 12 team format. All right. This is what it will look like this next season. First round will be played December 20th and the 21st. Then they'll have a first quarterfinal on that. So
0: twenty and 21st, what days of the week are those?
1: I uh, would have to look at a 2024 calendar. Let's see. Because is the NFL taking one of those days? 2024 calendar. Let's find one I've here. got one right here. 20th and 21st is a Friday-Saturday. Friday-Saturday. That's good. Yep. So we'll probably have, what, one Friday game, three Saturday? Yeah, probably so. That's... Probably so. So the NFL doesn't get that Saturday. Stay the hell away, NFL. Well, they probably will. They'll still be bullying their way in. Jesus. The Fiesta Bowl, the first quarterfinal will be played on New Year's Eve, which is a Tuesday. Tuesday. Then the other three will be played on January first. The one. peach, the rose, okay. and the sugar. Okay. The other three quarterfinals will be played on the first. First semifinal will be January 9th. A Thursday night football. Thursday night football. And then the following on Friday night, the 10th. Love it. Wild
0: card Saturday, Sunday. Monday night with a standalone. The championship game is when? The 20th? The 20th of January. Oh, my God. Stretch this thing out. And the 20th of January next year is MLK. Oh, really? Yes, it is. Oh, not too bad. Trent, that's that's awesome. Yeah. This is really good news. But that looks after those teams. Mm -hmm. What about the others? Right. What are we going to do with those? I like Nate's idea of keeping them on a Saturday. We're programmed to watch college football on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, so what if there's a couple of on top of each other, right? Once right. we get to January 1st, we got to go through that. Mm-hmm. It's not like it is an exclusive window for these bowl games. I think Nate's on to something. Keep them on Saturdays. We're used to that. More um, games on Saturday, maybe a mid a midweek game or two. But Yeah, but but Monday afternoon. Right. Did we Really? Tuesday night, it's an 8 o'clock kick tonight. Where is this game tonight? You know, it has to be
1: out west. It's a Frisco Bowl. Frisco Bowl. So it'll be, but the Frisco in Frisco, Texas at Toyota Stadium. And is that where um,
0: Montana and who are going to play? South Dakota? South Dakota State. State.
1: Yeah. And then that's the first
0: goal. That's that, where they, they crowned their champion,
1: yes. correct? Uh, speaking of that, I uh, was at Ella's pitching camp last night. Uh, one of her coaches went to South Dakota State, played softball there. Yeah. And she said that tickets, right now the get-in price is about 300 bucks. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Huh. Montana, huge stadium for oh. the FCS
0: level. They have not been there in a long time. That, that 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 stadium, their home stadium, is picturesque. It's beautiful. It really is. Yeah. It looked great on television.
1: Yes. And you have a fan base in South Dakota State that also travels uh-huh. really well. Get in price. The huh. FCS championship game. I mean, we're talking five times as much as most bowl games. Right. Right. You put a tournament together. Yeah. People like it. And, and hold it on Saturdays. Hell, even look at us here. When Iowa... Early in Fran. Do you have to get six wins to qualify sure. in your scenario? Sure. You still have to be, you know, about 500. Okay. Yeah. All right. When Fran's team made the NIT, when yeah. Iowa State made the run with Curtis Stinson. It was phenomenal. The excitement. It was. There was absolutely was. For a tournament that yep. nobody cares about. Nobody. Yet, if you're involved yep. in that tournament, yep. you're involved in a four-team tournament. We couldn't talk enough about that event. We couldn't absolutely. talk enough about it. Yes. It got us to April. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> with local. Right. That's tough to do. By the way, where's Stinson's
0: kid going to school? Right, he hasn't announced, it. Has no, he hasn't. No. I, but I thought I saw it's coming up.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, you know what? Maybe I'm thinking of Curve. Oh, okay. Maybe Curve's kid. Gotcha. Anyways. Yeah. Um, those are things that generate excitement. Maybe yep. this is something that you can generate a little bit more excitement. Mm-hmm. Just a little bracket. Yeah, a bracket contests. All right, you got five different ones across the country. You put them in bowl destinations. Just an idea. But you know what? Come up with ideas. Yeah. People need to come up with ideas. Something's going to work. Think outside Because this box. isn't. This isn't. It's sad, but it's true. It's just not. And what's better for ESPN? What's better for TV inventory? Eyeballs. Yeah. Watching so- that inventory. I was playing Tulane, and with a win, they move on mm-hmm. to a championship. Mm-hmm. I think that creates a lot mm-hmm. more excitement. And getting pasted by Tennessee, and are guys more willing to play in something like that? Can you generate more revenue where the bowl games can actually, or oh, these mini tournaments oh, can hold pay? Hold on a second. There you yeah. go, a little prize money. Yeah, uh, there you go. Well, we saw a the little NBA. bag at
0: the end. Of, well, Minnesota's paying a kid thirty thousand dollars to play quarterback for them in their bowl game. Right. A five and seven team is paying a who? I mean, and it's not Manus. No, no, he's gone. He's gone. Thirty grand. Need you to play? Would
1: you do it? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, right. How about thirty grand? All right, in <laughs> give me a playbook. Put something like that in there. Yes, mm. right. We for saw everybody. NBA, we Trent. saw NBA millionaires playing. that were playing hard mm-hmm. for a half a mil. Right, and we're not talking a half a mil per player here. Mm. Ten grand, twenty grand. Yeah, for 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 the roster. Yes, for the roster.
0: If you're part of the travel team mm-hmm. and you're the on part uh, and you're on the winning team, there's a little incentive for you to play hard in this game. Think poor guys are playing? Yes, mm-hmm. I do. I do. I really do. Uh, because the transfer portal right now is ruining these bowl games too. Yeah. It really is. The opt-outs, it's impossible to keep up with this thing. It's day after day. See hell day after day. Uh it's hour by hour seemingly. Yes. Uh, what do you make of Dylan Rayola going to Nebraska? Uh he's a here's what I think. Let me let me put this out there. Um he chucks the ball all over the field. Mm-hmm. If you're a wide receiver that's in the transfer portal all of a sudden Nebraska showed up on your radar yesterday in my opinion um, they've got a they've got an Nil over there that's flush with cash. What mm-hmm. else are they going to spend their money on <laughs> right. It's Nebraska and I'm not making fun of them because we live in Iowa and we're glad um but there's not a lot of. You get my point. Yeah. Um, but you have to believe that there are some, you know, I don't know, four star, five star kids that are looking for a destination. A, 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 go to a program that's A, got a quarterback that's good, uh, and B, is going to be, you know, he's not a running quarterback. They're going to chuck the ball all over the field. I think things got better for Nebraska yesterday. I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight,
1: but I would certainly buy stock in Nebraska. More likely to happen. Nebraska. With him as the quarterback, wins double digit games, or he transfers before the end of his eligibility. I would say, is there? See all both of the above? No.
0: Nope. Um, I don't think he transfers. I don't think with that last name you can
1: transfer. I don't think he can. Bo Nix, his dad, a legend at Auburn. Yeah, transferred from Auburn. I know, but there's been it's Nebraska
0: though it's it's Auburn yeah I know but it's, there's Alabama there's no Nebraska state um Patrick Nix was a revered
1: player. No, I get it I know
0: I know the history of the old man yes I get it um I think he stays
1: I think he stays okay I I hope <laughs> have he you, stays. Have you have you you just talked about the transfer portal have you watched it it's 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 an epidemic. I mean, eighty percent of the quarterbacks have transferred yes, at one point or another. It's, it's incredibly difficult. But to... he's going to be the one that changes it. Well, he's already A guy transferred. Been committed to three different programs. Right. But this is it. This is the, he's home. He's home. <laughs> I'll
0: believe it when I see. Him. Well, he's there now. He is there. He is there now, and he's and it's not like he left chopped liver to go to Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Here's the part B of the question: What the hell's going on, in Georgia? Where's Kirby Smart going?
1: Oh, you, you're connecting some dots here.
0: Why is everybody else leaving Georgia? Why yeah. do all these five-star kids? I mean, why don't you want to play at Georgia? Maybe it's not he, like the money's drying up, isn't it? Do we know? I don't know what that's. It's funds look like. SEC Georgia football. You'd think they'd be fine. You would think that they would be. You know, how much do you need? No, I was good. I was thinking actually a higher number. Right. Um, something's going on at Georgia. Mm. Something's going you're on. You're sniffing something out. Well, over it's there. just yeah. I don't know. I, I like don't know. It. Um the other thing from over the weekend, this is kind of a minor story. Well, not, it's, it's a different story. Tiger Woods is done at Nike. Did you know that?
1: I, I saw the rumblings last or over the last couple of weeks.
0: I, yeah. I saw it over the weekend that this is the final time on a Sunday's wearing the red Nike shirt. Yeah. And then I thought, what, why? <laughs> and I thought, is he retiring? He's done with Nike? Isn't he one of their bell cows? Oh, absolutely. So is this a Nike decision or a Tiger decision?
1: And if so, what's he cooking up? his own line? That's what I'm wondering. Right. I mean, that would be the one that would make the most sense. I mean, how do you leave Nike? Maybe you feel like you can make more on your own. Maybe the relationship dried up. I mean, what well, we saw when he was using Nike drivers, it was Phil Mickelson called him out like, he's got to play with that crap equipment. Yeah, that's
0: true. I remember that. Yeah. So, yeah. Could be that's that. That's
1: when they were first getting into the right. golf. Right, yeah. 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 He said he's doing this with his garbage equipment over yeah, there. Yeah, he's still beating you, Phil, so pipe down. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. So, let's see. Nike exited the golf equipment business in 2016, allowed Woods to transition to tailor-made golf clubs and Bridgestone golf balls. So that's why you haven't seen that a whole lot. But but the gear? Yeah. There's got to be a ton of it, right? Mm, yes. The Tiger Woods shoes and the polos uh-huh. and the pants uh-huh. and everything else. Interesting one, he's got something up his sleeve. He's I, he been he has to. his business acumen's been pretty good, yeah. He hasn't missed too many
0: times. <laughs> no, now he can't drive, you know, behind you, drive a golf ball, but that's where that ends, right? Yeah, um, well, he drove fine. it's it just you get a seven iron up the side of it. Well, then you're and you're going on a uh, hairpin turn, oh, that yeah, that's 70, 75 miles an hour. Boy, oh boy, he, um. I mean, he, he turned it around, he won a major, mm-hmm. but what looked like a fall from grace, did it not? We'll take a timeout. Dane Mazzatani, we'll get into the Vikings. That catch, by the way, the, uh, the T. Higgins catch, the touchdown, mm-hmm. oh my God, that's one of the plays of the year. Right? It truly is. Yeah. How Heath had the, the fortitude, the wherewithal, to turn his body around with the ball in his other hand and break the plane. What a play. What a play.
1: It was a little better play than the interception that wasn't last night. You know what
0: that how can they
1: the, the
0: replay was god awful all weekend long. There's th- this is one of the stories of football in 2023 It's been the piss poor officiating at mm-hmm. every level.
1: Yes. And I keep hearing well they got to make them full time. Well what's that going to do? They're not going to make them smarter. No, they already smart- know the rule book. Right.
0: They can run up and down the field, so it's not really going to get them out there doing calisthenics on and off there
1: or anything. Um, I, I don't know what the answer is. Maybe the game's just gotten too fast. Well, and then you slow things down and you see things that you can't see in real time. And is that, again, the unintended consequences that we've got to across sport, not just football, across sport, no, nothing's worse in baseball when, yeah. they, when they play at second base. When they... Their fingernail's off for a moment. Right? <laughs> for a tenth of a second. That's not why the rule was written. No. You're out. Yep. Drives me nuts. You got to tag out on him the whole yep. time. Nope, he's out. Yep. He's not. It, that basketball. We're arguing about tenths of seconds when there's 52 seconds left in a game. Yeah. Now, it's actually 52.2. We're sitting there for three minutes trying We're, to figure it out. Go into the monitors. Knock it off. Mm-hmm. All of this. Mm-hmm. You get to see it twice. I mean... Keep it simple. If it's not there, if it's not there. He can't overturn uh-huh, it. Yeah. If you think maybe you know Cooper DeGene's arm maybe came up here as he was mm-hmm. running, those know, th- right. Kirk Ferentz had that right. The reason that we did it is for the Don Denkinger call, mm-hmm. the easy ones. Yep. That's why yep. it was put in place. Not we've got to let's go back. Oh, he lives with that one his whole life, didn't he, Denkiger? Well, yeah. I'll
0: oh, take a time out. Dane Mazatani from the St. Paul Pioneer Press is coming up. There is news on the uh, gambling front. We'll get to that before noon. Um, the In-state in gambling front with one of the, uh, I don't know if you want to call him a principal. Brian Iroko is leaving the Racing Commission. Oh, okay. Um, and that's that's the news. There's no sense bargoing that till 10 to noon. Uh, from the Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission, his last day is coming up. Um and he was a he was a big player. He was the spokesman for the IRGC when he was allowed to speak, and then they uh, obviously uh, thought better of doing that. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. We will uh, talk to Dane Mazitani on the Vikings, Miller and Condon on a Tuesday. Des Moines Sports Station.
1: Before history is written, Bobby
2: Orr, behind it
0: the it's played Tonelli, the nice before it's frozen in time. It's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday.
1: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
2: Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call.
0: Miller and Condon, welcome back. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Time to talk about those Minnesota Vikings. left one getaway uh, on Sunday in, on Saturday in Cincinnati. Dane Mozatani of course, was there for the St. Paul Pioneer Press, TwinCities.com, and Dane joins us. Dane, happy holidays, Trent and Ken. Thanks for coming on. How are you, Dane? I'm
2: good. How are you guys?
0: Doing fine, and as always, we appreciate you doing this. How much flack, I, I guess, is O'Connell taking not necessarily for the third down call, uh, the but then repeating it and having Brandon Powell behind Nick Mullins, Powell maybe the smallest guy on the team, um, that that doesn't seem like the best idea. But uh, is is I, I guess O'Connell still coming under fire for those uh, two play calls?
2: Oh yeah, he's he's coming, he's definitely coming under fire. Uh, too much, in my opinion. I, I definitely think. The, the decision to go tush push back to back plays should be criticized and questioned, um, especially, like you said, to have Brandon Powell as the pusher. Um, but you had people post game that wanted him fired, yeah. take away his play calling duties, <laughs> Ryan Flores, the head coach. it's just It got ridiculous. Uh, I get it. It's an emotional um, toil being a fan. And that was a game the Vikings absolutely should have won, and they let it get away. Um, and, and the push pushes in overtime obviously played a role in that. Um, so yeah, definitely he's 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 under fire here in the Twin Cities. Uh, but should he be fired? Absolutely not.
1: It's the just reality of coaching in the NFL, and it's a week to week business. Uh, all the close games a year ago went their way, and it's not the case uh, going on this season. So. When you look at the quarterback situation, the move on from Dobbs, it was not working. They had that ridiculous comeback against Atlanta when he didn't know anybody's name. <laughs> and then where it kind of cratered to. But for Nick Mullins, I don't see it. I personally, though I'm not a Vikings fan, when I see it, I think Dobbs still can give them a little bit more. What are your, What's your takeaway right now? And how long is the leash going forward for Nick
2: Mullins? I think the leash is, is pretty long for Mullins. I think he's pretty much a lead pipe cinch to be the mm. the starter the rest of the way. And I think that because Kevin O'Connell wants someone who can run his offense. He wants someone who can take that five-step drop, that seven-step drop, let plays develop, and and chuck the ball downfield. And Nick Mullins did that on, on Saturday. Um, he also threw two uh, horrendous interceptions in the red zone mm-hmm. that need to stop. Uh because that takes points off the board. But when you look at the way the Vikings offense functioned, put up over 400 yards, obviously Ty Chandler uh, played a big role in that, finally getting his his chance to shine. Uh, But Nick Mullins, over 300 yards passing, and was able to kind of move the chains in the way that Kevin O'Connell wants. So I do agree with you to a degree that I think Josh Dobbs and his variance um, and just being unpredictable – and having the highs be really, really high and the lows be really, really low. um, You would almost want that in in a year where you're probably punching above your weight class anyway. Um, You would try and just bottle up those highs, Uh, but I I don't think there's any chance he's the quarterback again this year. Um, I think it's Mullins moving forward. Because, like I said, he can run the offense that Kevin O'Connell
0: wants to. Call. Mm. Uh, you cover Justin Jefferson every week, so I, I kind of uh, hesitate a little bit when I ask you this question. Um, but was T. Higgins the best catch you've seen all year, whether it be from a Viking or from an opponent? Uh, the one where he reached back and uh, and broke the plane—I thought it was phenomenal, a phenomenal play, a catch to begin with, and then the wherewithal to do what he did uh, was—that's got to be on uh, on your short list of plays of the year that you saw?
2: Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, yes. Um, you could almost see it coming together because, it you know, Jake Browning throws that floater to the end zone and, and Makai Blackman, rookie number five, actually starts celebrating because he thinks that a Caleb Evans is going to intercept the ball. But from our perch in the press box, you can see the whole thing starting to, to kind of come together where it's like, oh, man, here comes T. Higgins. And, of course, he comes up, he mosses the heck out of a Caleb Evans. And then, like you said, he has the wherewithal to then flip his body and kind of stretch his arm over the pylon while securing the ball. It was a phenomenal play. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I've seen anything quite like that, um, just with how shocking it was that he made the catch, and then when you realize, oh, the dust settled, he's actually scored a touchdown. Right.
1: Too. Yeah, on top of it. <laughs> right. Not too shabby. Well, not too shabby also with the wide receiver spot for Jordan Addison. What we've seen from him this rookie year, there's been highs and lows. You kind of expect that out of most rookie receivers. But does it feel like this is a guy that's going to be part of the future, a big building block, and what they're going to be going forward with JJ on the other side? I mean, do you have you seen enough to believe that at minimum this is going to be a very solid NFL wide receiver?
2: Oh heck yeah, he's he's special, um, and, and the way he finishes plays is special. Um, his first touchdown on Saturday. Kind of a, a weird nothing play, it, it looked like. It looked like it was maybe just going to be a little crosser and maybe an incomplete pass, and then he plucks it off the ground with his fingertips. But shimmy's a past to guy, and the next thing you know, he's in the end zone. He's done that time and time again this year. Um, he has the ability to finish plays, and he complements really well with Justin Jefferson, which I think can't be overstated. Uh, the way that he was able to kind of perform in Justin Jefferson's absence Showed me a lot about Jordan Addison, but you saw him almost start to hit that rookie wall over the course of, of Justin Jefferson's two months out. Um, no surprise, Justin Jefferson's first full game back, Jordan Addison's over 100 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, so that yeah. one-two punch is, is going to be special for a long, long time, and, <clears throat> and J.J.'s obviously a big part of that, but but so is Jordan Addison.
0: No, absolutely. And and Hawkinson plays a big role as well at the tight end position. Dane, uh, if we continue down this path, uh, the way everything's going right now with Detroit looking like they're the three and the Vikings maybe hang on to that six. I'm not sure I've seen this before. Was, we may see the Lions and the Vikings play three out of four weeks. Because they play this week, then they Packers, uh, uh, and then finish the season at Detroit before they might have to turn around and go right back to Detroit for wild card weekend. I'm guessing it's probably happened, but boy, it's got to be a rare occurrence.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know when the last time that's happened. I don't know if it ever has happened. Um, I don't think anyone necessarily wants that to happen. Sure. Because- you can kind of just throw—not even just from a fan base, but I think team-wise, like these guys who are game planning week in and week out—I don't think you want to basically be playing like a seven-game series like they do in the NBA, NHL. <laughs> yeah. Because um, how can how the heck can you game plan? Like, who cares that Detroit's the three seed in that scenario? It's a it's a toss-up. If 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 really what happens is that they play three times in four weeks, throw the records out of the, out the window. I know that's a cliche, but. The teams will know so much about each other at that point that I don't even think that seeding will really matter. I don't want to see that. I don't think anyone really does, um, but it's certainly a, a possibility. It's on the table. Um, also of note, I mean, the Vikings still technically kind of control their own destiny if they beat Detroit both times and then beat Green Bay, and Detroit loses. Obviously, if, if the Vikings win both of those. They'd have to beat Dallas. Um, if the Vikings win out, Detroit wins out or loses out, the Vikings can still win the North. So something to grasp on to for Vikings fans.
1: Seven and seven on the season. Currently, they do hold one of the wild cards as they sit right now in that number two slot out of the wild card teams ahead of the Rams, Seahawks, Saints. All also seven and seven. This defense, though, has been the story. And you mentioned a little bit earlier what they've been able to do. Kind of a mismatched parts put them together. The story of this defense and what they've become this year, I didn't see this one coming at all because I looked at this roster and said, boy, they're going to stink. They definitely have not. Brian Flores.
2: Yeah, Brian Flores has done a phenomenal job. I think it's also shown the importance of Daniil Hunter. Yeah. I think we really yeah. need to kind of come to grips with the fact that he's one of the best pass rushers in the league. he can pay him like he is and, and do everything in your power to make sure he doesn't get away this off season. Um, but then you have seen other guys step up, but Josh Metellus really comes to mind. He's, he's turning into a star right before our eyes. Um, the way he kind of impacts the game, uh, he, he he's does everything. Uh, he plays safety. Technically that's his position. He plays linebacker. You see him rushing off the edge. He's always forcing fumbles. He's a guy that, that kind of serves as a microcosm for this defense as a whole, because I don't think anyone expected Josh Metellus to be a big player for the Vikings this year. Yet here he is rising for this defense, same with the defense as a whole, I don't think anyone expected the right. defense to be a driving force for the Vikings this year, yet here they are, um, did kind of leave something to be desired down the stretch on Saturday, back-to-back-to-back to back to back touchdown drives allowed to, to close the game, Get one stop there, they win, um, but, I, I can't blame the defense too much when they've been carrying the team for a month
0: you know what struck me watching the game on Saturday boy there was a lot of purple in the stand Dane. you, you you're on the road with them all the time is is that normal or do, were there just more crowd shots and it just stuck out against the you know the orange of the bengals fan and the purple of the Vikings fan seemed like there was a lot of Vikings fan in the building
2: oh yeah this fan base travels really really well and and, and I was It it was funny because the previous game before Cincinnati is Vegas. So obviously the (laughs) Vegas takeover makes sense. Everyone wants to go to Las Vegas, have fun, make a weekend of it. The fact that a lot of people also showed up to Cincinnati shows the the fervor of this fan base because no disrespect to Cincinnati, Mm -hmm. but it's not Las Vegas. So the fact that you saw (laughs) almost a similar amount of, of Vikings fans traveling or willing to travel really does speak to this fan base. And uh, I think that's why you get these emotional reactions after losses that, that should have been wins, is because this fan base really cares. Um, and so, yeah, the, the, the amount of people who showed up in Cincinnati was pretty staggering to me, pretty surprising. Um, but then again, not really when I've seen constant Vikings fans in, in away stadiums this year.
0: Did you try the Skyline Chili, and if so, your, your thoughts? <laughs>
2: Oh my gosh! I tried it. Not, I I don't know if I'll ever do it again. Um, <laughs> I love chili, but yeah. like cinnamon in the chili, and it, it's like sweet, and it's it's not for me. Not no, for I'm me. with you. Um,
0: yeah, I'm with yeah. you. I, I wasn't a fan either, and uh, but but you have to do it, right? I mean, yeah, you have to try. Oh yeah, it.
2: yeah,
0: definitely.
2: Yeah, they had it in the press box. Oh, up, did they? Uh, during halftime, okay. and I wasn't going to say no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you're back home, and that means what? Some hot dish for you up there in the press box coming up this week at US Bank Stadium. What do you anticipate these next two weeks with the Lions coming to town and then New Year's Eve against the Packers? What's it going to be like in your mind at U.S. Bank with a little bit of angst inside that fan base?
2: Yeah, I think the temperature will be really high, uh, one way or the other. I think that it has the potential to be like an extremely, extremely tough place to play on Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve it also has the chance to be a little combustible and and have the Boo Birds come out, because I think this fan base has kind of just been toiling away, figuring out, are we going to make the playoffs, are we going to miss the playoffs, continuing to show up, not really knowing the answer. Mm -hmm. Um, But I anticipate it being really, really quite the environment on Christmas Eve, and especially on New Year's Eve, primetime game, rivalry game, Vikings-Packers. Uh, I think people will have some time New Year's Eve to maybe get a little tuned up for the game and and be a little bit louder. Um, So, yeah, the next two weeks are going to be big for the Vikings, obviously, standings-wise. But I think that the home crowd advantage could help here um, down the stretch.
0: Dane Mazzatani, St. Paul Pioneer Press, TwinCities.com. Dane, as always, uh, appreciate the relationship. Happy holidays to you, uh, and we will impose on you again. Thank you, Dane Mazatani. Appreciate it.
2: Anytime,
0: guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Dane Ruzzatani, when he says that, a lot of guys say anytime, guys. Mm-hmm. He means it. Right? He absolutely he, he does. does. It's good for him. So, uh, good for us, rather, that he feels yes. that way. Um, I'm looking at week week 18. Okay. <laughs> week 18. It's hard to still wrap your arms around yeah, that, right? Yeah. Um, I think there's two flex candidates. or okay. not, not flex. Two games that conceivably could be the Sunday nighter, because mm-hmm. everything right now is TBD. Right. Minnesota-Detroit. Yes. Maybe. And I think, I mean, the favorite right now has to be Buffalo at Miami. Right. But if some, if Buffalo gets beat, if there's, if that game is meaningless,
1: I mean, is there, is there a game I'm missing? Could be Rams Niners Rams uh, Niners for the no. one seed. I wouldn't think so. And they normally don't do games like that. They want both teams to have something right. to play for. Browns Bengals could be playing for a playoff spot. Browns Bengals, okay, yeah, that's a possibility yep. that you have something to play for there. Yep. Same thing with Texans Colts. Could be a win and in type situation. Okay, in the South. Yeah, yeah, I almost forget the
0: South is part of the NFL. <laughs> yeah, they,
1: they, they still... I hate that division. In <laughs> both the NFC and the AFC. That's <laughs> yeah, true, yes. yes. Yeah, the Texans and Colts, though, could be a win and in scenario. And yeah. yeah, there's a few options. So there's there.
0: a couple more than I, you know, at first glance. Even Falcons Saints
1: still could be that. Yeah. So there's more candidates maybe than on the surface. Arthur Smith is Ooh. probably going to lose his gig the very next day, I would ah, think. Unless. They win out and get the division? Yeah, I think he has to win the division. I think he has to. They get the Colts this week, do Atlanta. And the Colts are tough. At the Bears. Bears and, are playing well. And then at the Saints. Yeah, I don't see them winning out. I don't see that either. I see Arthur Smith going to work for Dad. You went into the season with Desmond Ritter and Tyler Heineke as your quarterbacks. Yeah, they didn't do him any favors. And then they drafted Bijan Robinson at 8. Yeah, that and hasn't they worked out well. Though. That has not worked out. I, I don't get it. You had mm-hmm. Algier back there who looked fine. Mm-hmm. Cordell Patterson is a fun Swiss Army knife. Yep. And they use the eighth pick on him and not use him? No. He's got 176 carries this year. How many catches does he have? 41. Come on. Um, remember when Kyle Pitts was going to be
0: the next great tight end in the league? He that, went to the wrong city. That didn't happen, did it? No. And coming out of college, you thought, oh my God, uh, this guy's right out of the lab. If you could, you know, build a tight end. Anyways, we'll take a time out. Come back, finish up the hour. Miller and Condon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 K. Miller and Condon, welcome back. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Rob Doster kicks off the second hour of the program. He covers college basketball from a national perspective. Field is 68 and then... Uh, Frank Schwab, uh, back to the NFL at 1230. AP uh, Sports Story of the Year. Trent, did you see, do you know what it is? I do not. I would have guessed, I still would be guessing, and then you would have told me what it is, and I would have said, oh my God, that is so 100% right. How did I not think of this? What do, what
1: do you think it is? AP- story, story of the Year in sports for you was what? Dion, one sportsman of the year, probably not that. Sports story of the year. We had, you know, World Cup, Super Bowl, eh. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. <laughs> no.
0: What is it? The Pac twelve going out of business.
1: Yeah. It's
0: the story of the year. You're right. And I would I I like you. I said, okay, the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. the World Series, I'm trying to, you know, go to the um the ones we normally would go to, but sure. it's the
1: Pac twelve going out of business. After a hundred years uh, in plus, business. Right. I knew it as the yep. Pac ten, you yep. knew it as the Pac Eight. Yeah. Then the Pac-12,
0: and now no more. Yeah, it's Pac-2, I guess. They, yeah. they won the uh, they won the court case. But, uh, yeah, biggest story of the year for sure. Uh, I mean, we, we saw the one in, in April. We ended the contest for the story of the year in the state of Iowa. I mean, come on, it's the Iowa women. Right. We've never seen a team play for a national championship and probably maybe never will again. Right. Uh, but we did this uh, this past April. Um, so so that's that.
1: Usually it's a little bit more difficult. We're kind of racking our brain for the local one, but there's no doubt. There's no question. It's yeah. this. There's no doubt. It's, it's, it, was, it was massive. And the massive, gap between massive. that and everything else is as significant mm-hmm. as it's probably ever been. Yeah, the gambling story's good. Well, yep. I mean, not
0: good. The gambling well, story was big. Yeah. Good for us. Good for for, for segments. Yeah. Um, but uh, but it was the it was the Iowa women, anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the Pac-12 going out of business. I would have racked my brain, and you would have told me I would have felt stupid. Right. Oh my God, it's, so, it's right there. It just smacks you in the face. It does smack you in the face. Uh, so, do you like the game tonight? Will you watch it? Because this this bowl game's got at least you know small schools that were relevant through a part of it. Who's oh, playing? UTSA and Marshall. There was a lot of UTSA prior to the season. As yeah. they are the Group of Five team. Um. It's yeah. football. And college I know you'll find something to bet Yes. On. Yeah. A hyphenated school that <laughs> you'll never watch again this year.
1: <laughs> but you know what? In a, T- tonight's your in night. a Tuesday night in December, <laughs> they're my team. Had that last night, too. Oh, yeah. Finding those deep streams and, and going down the road. I don't think so. I think I will. I think this is going to be the night where I celebrate And I know we're it. running out, and we're going to be begging for it come June mm-hmm. and July. Can't we just have
0: a how about the game? champ? How about the two playoff games? Do you have a feel for either? Do you like one from a... Oh, this team's going to win. Not, the, not that it's going to be a great game. Do you have a, all right, Washington's for sure beating Texas,
1: or Alabama's going to kill Michigan. Do you have an opinion on either of the two that you're stronger on? My initial feel was I thought Washington was going to keep it snug. I grabbed Washington, plus I think it was a four-and-a-half that I got mm-hmm. initially. Um, and I liked Alabama at first glance. Now the Lions keeping it Michigan keeps be It's now up yes. to two. And I see a two-and-a-half out Is there. Is there really? Yeah. So that was my initial read, but to be honest, I just haven't dug back into it, and I likely probably won't until we get to the week of that game. Those games that I'll probably dig back into them and, and see if anything, yeah, if anything comes along news or a feel or a stat that I happen upon that could sway me. But right now, I lean Washington in the points, and I lean Alabama. So do I. I think Alabama's going to beat Michigan. I think so too. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I am at this point. But hedging opportunities still have to look at that told you I got that big ticket. You yep. got a good Washington one. I got a great Alabama one. And I've got uh,
0: 36 hours to figure out what I'm doing because once I cross the border, my app stops.
1: Oh, that's right. You got to be thinking ahead here because mm-hmm. you're going
0: to be in California. Mm-hmm. Eventually.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you got your vehicle, I heard. Yep. You got a big rig. Huge. Taking a semi.
0: Yeah, I don't know what we're thinking. Is there an app, by the way, with rest stops on it? There has to be, right? Oh, Sure. Yeah, you
1: can find anything. Because you don't want to, oh, there's got to be another one coming up here. Right. Cause Do you trust two... Cindy, though, to navigate you to those rest stops? Um, or is it really planning ahead? I'm planning ahead because she's every 80 to 100 miles.
0: She's got to pull over. Oh, no. It's brutal. It's going to be the worst three days of my life. Good luck. Merry Christmas to the Millers. It's going to be a wonderful trip. Hour two, Next.